0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello everybody, this is Sandy, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships in midlife. Or actually, where, whatever stage you're in, it will apply to you too. I can pretty much guarantee you. Today, I am excited to be speaking with Karen Aberly, um, author and therapist, I think. We will find out in a minute, um, about how to build trust in a relationship, three ways to build trust in a relationship. For the past 11 years, I have been working with women to help them find love and often they have entered into the best relationships of their life in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and even in their 70s. And the secret is, is that they found their value first. They discovered what their worth was as a woman of value. They learned how to communicate effectively and speak up to the men in their lives to not make assumptions um, and to really just learn how to get deeper and more intimate with the men, the men that they were dating, and that resulted in the best relationships ever. And I am excited to be taking the Woman of Value movement even further into the workplace very shortly, as I work on a new arm to my business, and you'll be hearing more about it as I go. And every week I bring you a tip on how to become a woman of value. And this week's tip is declutter your life. Now, decluttering your house is important, but decluttering your life to me is is almost even more important. And what that means to me is to take away any tasks that are sucking your time that are not adding to your life and take out toxic people who are draining your life because that's clutter. it's just not helping you to be the best person you can be So think of one thing you can do today to say no to something that is draining you and cluttering up your life and um, as a woman of value, there is also a new program that just began last month, and I'm excited to talk about that just for a moment before I bring Karen onto the show. It's called the Woman of Value Club, and what it is is a membership club. You belong to this amazing exclusive group of women who are all on the journey to go on their last first date, and every month I bring you an amazing hour-long topic-based call on a topic that's, that is related to something that women over 40 are going through in their dating life. And I have an Ask Me Anything call as well. And uh, this month we were talking about online dating, and women were given a template to create a new profile. And I've been giving feedback and creating little videos to review their profile so that they show up as their best self online and know how to message correctly to be more effective to have the best photos i mean it's a flurry of activity and wow women are really really amazing and growing tremendously in this group so if you're interested in the Women of value club and learning more go to last and it's an ongoing program you can join at any time there's a first month free trial if you join now and so um You go on to LastFirstDay.com, and there's a group coaching option. Just click that little link. There's an icon, and it'll take you right there. All right. I'm excited to now talk to Karen She, Whether you're single, married, or searching for love, you're sure to be inspired by her. She is the author of Love's Invisible Dance, which is inspired by her own juicy 30-year marriage, Three Decades of Researching Relationships. And the philosophy of language, and an 18 year apprenticeship with shamans of central Mexico. That sounds fascinating. She has coached teams in Fortune 100 organizations on building strong professional relationships using the same skills she and her husband have taught in couples workshops. So join me now for episode number 334 Karen Aberlee on three ways to build trust in your relationship. Welcome to the show, Karen.
0: Thank you, Sandy. It's a real pleasure to be here. And I was very excited to hear about your Women of Value um, program. Uh, I have an ex-sister-in-law that I can't wait to tell her about it.
1: Oh, thank you. That would be awesome to have her in the club. Um, And it sounds like a lot of the work that you do is kind of similar, where you take the personal relationship work and you've brought it to professional relationships and i love the crossover i think it's it's really exciting
0: well you know the 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 real truth is that relationship is a phenomenon that not many people have studied i mean where do you mm-hmm. learn how to be in relationship um from your parents you know from schoolyard from here and there Uh, But there is no real curriculum, no uh, basic structure in which people learn how to create relationships that are strong uh, and uh, joyful.
1: Yeah, that's true. And so we make lots of mistakes along the way. And so many people just keep repeating them, wondering why everybody else is so difficult.
0: (laughs) That's right, because they don't take responsibility for learning it themselves yeah and, and that's really what my book uh loves invisible dance uh has done is offered uh these seven keys for what you must absolutely be paying attention to if you're going to have an enduring uh creative passionate adventurous relationship
1: mm. um so do you want to share those seven keys with us before we get to the trust part of this this conversation? <laughs>
0: Sure. Uh, one of the, the basic uh, questions that we need to be looking at is, who is this person in front of us? Is this person a treasure? And how do we honor a treasure? You know, the, the, the things that I have recalled in my life, I've been married three times um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the way that I uh, have spoken or listened or appreciated my partner. Not good. Um, mm. So the, the business of honoring uh, and treasuring your partner is something that we have to continuously work at.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, another, uh, another key to relationship is to recognize that we create it in language. So who are you to me is something that we define by our agreements by our declarations, by our shared values. So creating a relationship uh, is, uh, we need to be able to see how we uh, see the world, how we assess uh, what's going on, the possibilities that exist. And my background in the philosophy of language has shown that there are only six ways that we create reality in language, and very few people know what they are, although that they're doing them all the time, every day, day in, day out. So mm. knowing what you're doing in language is a, is a critical um, key to what is the relationship that we're creating. Uh, the The third key is really about learning. As you said before, we tend to... Uh, look at the other as the source of our joy or pain Uh, and don't necessarily take responsibility for increasing our own level of mastery in love. And um, what that also brings up is (laughs) the whole question of what is love?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, uh, we all have had experiences of love, love for mother, love for friends, love for lovers, um, but what is this thing? You know, we fall into love, uh, and then, after a few years, you know when the hormones have kind of settled down, uh, what what is love then? so mm-hmm. what 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 I like to um, work with is love is actually a domain of action. Love is the way that we act to care for another to be tender with another. And when we are acting with care and tenderness, we produce a feeling of love, of being loved, of loving. So there's love the noun and love the verb. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and very often we are not well focused on how effectively we are caring and tender for another, and why are we not? So this third key is about learning to master love hmm. it's like mastering tennis that. you go you know you you work with the coach you uh practice and you get better at it but most mm-hmm. people don't see this as a possibility my mom to her dying day god bless her you know just believe well if it's right it'll last
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh and she lived that way 95 years
1: um, yeah, or if it's meant to be, it'll just happen. It. Did you it'll
0: know my mother? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. will so find me.
1: Exactly. And I so agree with everything you said so far. And I, I think, you know, language obviously is important to me because I teach communication skills. And, and um, every word we say is so critically important, how we say it, what we say, um, when we say it. And... Um, I think that, that so few of us really have a mastery of language and really understand the sensitivity that people have to the words we say. Um, and I, just this morning I was coaching a client through an issue that she has with, with somebody she's in a new relationship with, and after a few months she's already reaching that stage that you just talked about when the hormones start to settle down and you start to see the flaws. And um, so every word is being scrutinized, and she's seeing it one way, and I'm helping her to open up her perspective about other ways that he might have meant what he said and to help him sort of massage the language together so that they can they can be in better communication. But th- this is the point where a lot of people abandon ship. You know, they just say it's not Eish. happening, it's terrible.
0: Um,
1: and so... If you stay in the stay the course during the the tough times, and when you have these misunderstandings, and when you start to see the flaws, you can deepen love so much more.
0: You know, I I spoke with a friend yesterday who's been married for forty years, and you know her marriage has gone through tough times, and mm-hmm. and they are still working at it, and they're a great couple, really wonderful couple, um, but uh. I ask this question on a scale of one to ten. How joyful is your relationship? And, you know, invariably, uh, people don't respond with an immediate ten um, because there's something missing. And I think that that um, it's a bad setup. It's a it's a terrible setup because we're always waiting for perfection to arrive and then we'll be satisfied. Uh-huh. And you're speaking about flaws. I would um, I would look at that as opportunities for learning. You know, it's uh-huh. not like we're 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 damaged goods in some way. We're in a constant state of becoming, and um, and so if we can own that we're becoming and that we don't perform. Uh, you know, perfectly Olympic, you know, 10 material all the time, then we can say, wow, this is uh, what I did. I can own it and I can learn from it as opposed to cover it up, lie mm-hmm. about it. You know, we, we have Avoid not, yeah, right? We didn't go to school and learn how to learn. We've had mm-hmm. to learn, but we didn't learn how to be good learners. And that's what's required And as you're speaking about your client today, um, you're pointing to exactly uh, what the second chapter of my book is about, is that we use our words to convey a certain intention. And very often, the way it's listened is not the way that we intended it. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be clear about what our intentions are so that we can align ourselves with the other. And that's really the dance of relationship, is that we mm-hmm. need to be doing the same steps, operating off of the same intentions with the same understanding of where we are and where we're going. And uh-huh. and when, when you learn these six linguistic moves that are in the book, you begin to simplify communication.
1: There's only yeah. six
0: ways that you can intend. Um, mm. So uh, it It actually simplifies this mysterious thing of relationship.
1: Mhm yeah, I find that often when people um, are are approaching somebody where there 's conflict, the intention is not stated up front, and the intention feels like you're saying this to destroy me, you 're saying this to take me down. And when you can create that safety at the beginning to say, "I want to talk about this because I care about you so much, and I don't want this to come between us I mean that's just an example, but um, mm-hmm. you know stating that intention so that you know you're you're safe, <laughs> you know that it's okay right. you're coming with good intent and so often, people don't even know what their intention is. So, yeah, we could make this whole call about communication. <laughs> I just want to, um, but okay. there's so much to talk about here, and it's so right. juicy. But let's, let's mm-hmm. get through the four keys, and then I, I want to okay. talk about this real So, keys. well,
0: conflict is one of them. You know, the dance mm-hmm. of conflict is an important dance for us to learn in life, it's not something to be avoided. And I, you know, I, I see very dry, dead relationships um, that, of people who never fight. Uh-huh. Um, so actually that's, uh, that's the seventh key. Um, the, uh, the sixth one is about dancing naked, how to create intimacy. Um, I asked the question at the beginning of the chapter on intimacy, do you want to be known for who you truly are? Do you want to be loved for who you truly are? Or do you want to be loved for who you pretend to be? Hmm. Uh-huh. And when we ask that question that way, it's kind of like a no-brainer. But the truth is that we pretend to be people that we're not because we have shame, because we're incompetent, um, for a a number of reasons, because we think that this is what the other person wants, so we shape ourselves Mm -hmm. into that. And we can't really have intimacy until we really have a new relationship with the absolute truth. I call it radical authenticity. My husband yeah. and I have an agreement to tell each other everything that we don't want to tell each other.
1: How mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> well, it's but great. that's
0: it's it's unbelievable. Because yeah, we are we're growing together, it is scary. Um and these are the kinds of things that are really uh, best attempted with coaching. You know, mm-hmm. you just can't jump into, okay, I'm going to tell you the truth because most people don't even know what the truth is,
1: yeah, and they can't handle truth either unless they've been well prepared. so like it, it this, this comes up a lot in the beginning of dating, where people feel they have to tell the whole truth, and this came mm-hmm. up with somebody the other day. she said um, she has a special needs child who is in the hospital, and she's just getting to know somebody, and it's a lot to handle. This is um mm-hmm. an adult young adult child. And a lot of men have rejected her because they felt it was too much to handle. And sure. so she's being very careful how she shares it. And she said, well, I, should I tell him that he's in the hospital? And I said, why? Why do you need to tell him? She said, because I feel like I'm lying. I said, but you don't know him yet. He, doesn't, he hasn't earned your stories yet. And mm-hmm. I said, did you, did you tell him you have breast cancer? She goes, oh, no, that's too personal. I said, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we... You know, people often feel it's lying if you're not telling the whole truth all at once and dumping the whole bucket out. And right. it's, so that's, that's also important is that we, we share the stories as people earn them, um, as they start to develop trust. And we'll get to that in a minute. But it's, that's that's important. Don't you agree?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, uh, the fourth key is about uh, declaring and defining partnership. Really, what kind of partnership are we in? Why are we even in a partnership? We we partner with others to build something. What are we building? You know, mm-hmm. uh, so many of the people that I have counseled have, you know, fallen in love and moved in together. And then mm-hmm. they, they call themselves partners. But there's no architecture. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no plan. There's no building. There's no clarity about what are we doing, how are we getting there, and uh, what are the commitments that we are making to one another. And that mm. r- really takes me into the conversation
1: about trust. I think uh, we're missing the fifth key before we get there.
0: Okay. Uh, actually, it's the, it's the last key, and uh, okay. the last key is on creating passion. How do you okay. create passion and recreate passion? So you know not the passion that comes along with uh emergent hormones, but passion for really wanting to be where else would I want to be then to be with you, and I want to keep coming back to being with you because it is so satisfying so that's the that's the last key mhm. And uh, the it. epilogue, the epilogue of the book is about how do we learn this? I have discovered that relationship lives in people's closets. Um, uh, a really good friend of mine that I spoke to yesterday was talking about gathering some people together to talk about love and and passion. She said, "Oh, you know what? I don't really think that too many of my friends are really interested in that conversation." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" You know that there that there that there are so many people who just want don't there are relationships in the closet they don't want to you know make any waves and they don't want to uh, talk about the fact that it's not a ten relationship and they're not committed to do anything about it.
1: Yeah, and then you have to look at stuff if you start to uncover stuff and right. go there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Um which is exciting to people like us, because then yeah, you can grow I and need to
0: find develop <laughs> something amazing, right? <laughs> right. I'm looking for them.
1: Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I'm
0: I'm I'm looking for people who are really interested in mastery. You know, uh-huh. who 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 want to master life, master, and and relationship is key to that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. Um. So let's talk about trust. Because, okay. um, yeah, <laughs> uh, trust is, is difficult for many people to build, especially people who are older who have been burnt many times. You were married three times, and, you know, trust can get eroded if you're not really dealing with this. So what are three ways to build trust in relationships?
0: Well, um, you know, the, the the question that we need to start with is, what can I count on you for? that's really what trust is about it's a It's about count on ability. How do I count on you? Oh. and um, you know authenticity honesty is key if If I can't count on you to tell me the truth, not necessarily all of the truth in the world but The truth for you, as it relates to us, or you know, our lives together, what you know, who you are, and and uh, what you feel about me, or think, or need to say, the more authentic that we can be, the greater our capacity to trust. So the you know, I think many people don't have a commitment to. You can count on me for the absolute truth all the time. you're breaking up. You now, what me? happened? Yes, I can, I don't know, but I don't know what happened.
1: I don't have no idea, but all of a sudden you're, I can barely understand you. It's just breaking up.
0: Okay. Um, um, I moved, so maybe okay, that is Okay, now I can helpful. hear you. Okay. Okay. So, I, I don't so know where I lost what you. I heard was
1: authenticity and honesty are key. If we can't count on each other to tell the truth, like who you are, how you feel about me, um, the more authentic we can be, the more we can build trust. Is that right? pretty accurate? Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Very accurate. Um, okay. another Another piece is competent. You know, I need to count on you to do what you are capable of doing not what I want you to be capable of doing. So mm. really getting clear about what level of competence you have to, to take action or to perform or to do is important. And, um, and be, you know, be willing to acknowledge whatever incompetence we have. You know, and we, we will never um, lose a degree of incompetence. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like you're competent or incompetent. You're always gaining competence, and mm-hmm. I think that um, it, it, it is important to know the level of competence in whatever particular domain we're talking about, because we have, you know, we're. I'm a competent cook. I'm a. Uh, I am a beginner painter. I am a proficient tennis player. You know, so we, our competence is all over the map, depending upon mm-hmm. the domain. so we need to know the level of competence that we and other people are dealing with if we're going to be trusting one another, because we, mm. trust, we trust for the future, we don't trust for the past.
1: Uh-huh.
0: and huh. um, And the third piece is reliability. How well do you manage your promises? Do you make promises? Do you manage promises? I um, I just ha- had a been having an email conversation with a company that I'm considering doing business with, and um, this guy promised me that he would have some assessment uh, to me by I don't know last a week ago Friday or Monday, last Monday. And on Monday I followed up with him and said, uh, are you getting back to me? And he said, mm-hmm. oh, yes, the guy that was supposed to do this work is out of the office and um, will be back on Monday. So uh, today I received an, an email from him. Um, no, I followed up with him, like, wh- where do we stand? He said, um uh, the assessment wasn't done yet, and I'll i will I'll, I'll let you know as soon as it's available. And I went back and I said, could you give me an idea about when? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like don't, people don't realize how to manage a commitment to produce trust. I'm starting to feel distrust for this company now because they're yeah. not managing their promises well, at least as rigorously mm-hmm. as I do. And so... We wanna we wanna know that people one make promises, fulfill their promises, and are in communication when they can't. Mhm. And be responsible for consequences that might result for the non-fulfillment of my promise.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So
0: you know, yeah. you know, it's like being menschy, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's basic integrity, but it's so uncommon to have people really follow through in the way that, you know, if it, if it, if it doesn't meet your level of, of integrity um, and follow through and having your actions and words match. And it, it definitely erodes trust when you can't rely on a person to keep their word.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, there's another couple of pieces here which really help to build trust, and that is apology and forgiveness.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, you know, when I've broken trust with you, it's rebuildable as long as I Mm -hmm. own my failure, apologize for producing damage, and asking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And if you can forgive, we can move on and we can learn together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, a, I had somebody who didn't follow through on a promise last week to call me at a certain time. And the next day I got an email from him so apologetic. He completely lost track. It was not a work day. And um, he called me also to apologize. And today we, we reconnected and he said, do you forgive me? And I said, of course I forgive you. You make good on your promise. You, you follow through. You apologized and life happens. But if he had never contacted me, um, it would be harder to rely yes. on him next time and to make another commitment with him. Um, so, yeah, this, this is this is wonderful. And I think, you know, so smart and so um, easy to follow. I mean, really. Very simple. Not so hard, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So that, in, you know, in creating new relationships, these are some of the ground rules. You know, it's like I'm going to make requests to you. You can decline my requests, mm-hmm. but I'm looking for you to promise to me. And if you promise, this is what I'm looking for, you know, as far as carrying through, being in communication, um, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. being able to say no to someone and having permission to say no to someone is a huge trust builder.
1: Yes, absolutely, because I personally hate when somebody says yes when they mean no. Great. right. Um, You know, and and I do that with my coaching clients, too. I always say to them, I'm going to give you homework between sessions, and you get to design it with me so that you actually do it. (laughs) So it's not for me, it's for you. And you can push back and say, no, that's impossible. I can't do that. You know, I'd much rather somebody said, that's not going to work for me. Here's what will work better. Because we don't want to come to each session going, well, I see you didn't complete your work. What, What got in the way? Um you know so, it's, so it's, really... it's even sorry,
0: it's even more difficult in love relationships you know setting up the the space for a decline because
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: I know I've said it, you know, or felt it if I didn't say it, if you really loved me, you would do it,
1: <laughs> yeah, right, or you would read my mind and do it oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Right>. even
0: better <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: um so. As we reach the end, this is a question that um, you had posed, and I really want to hear your answer to it because it comes up all the time with my clients. And it's about having difficult conversations with a partner or a date about difficult topics like asking them to lose weight. This came up actually in my Facebook group this week. Or when somebody has bad breath or needs deodorant, um, it can be really awkward. So how do you suggest people have these kinds of difficult conversations without hurting the other person?
0: Well, the first thing that we have to do is to lose our attachment to having anything happen. Um, You know, my perception about your body image is just my assessment, and it doesn't make it true for you. So, you know i i I need to know uh my daughter had this with my my granddaughter the other day she said, "You were eating too many doritos or whatever, and my granddaughter blew up, and I knew that there was some like underneath conversation called i'm not i'm I'm a little heavy or something, so we uh-huh. need to get the the real conversation on the table before we start offering up assessments um, the um you know being able to say something like it seems to me that you are suffering about your weight is am i is do i have that right is that something that is a, a concern for you um and then once the concern is on the table asking the person are you open to my perspective i don't think i have the truth here but if you're interested in hearing what I have to say, I'm certainly happy to share it with you. Get permission.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the short answer. Hmm. Um. That's that's excellent. You definitely get permission. Always check in before you start giving unsolicited advice. My son just got a job at the Apple Store, and they were going through training and teaching them how to give a, give feedback, negative feedback. And he was in partnership with a woman who was very blunt. And um, she's come from like a Hispanic home where her mother was extremely blunt with her. So she goes, they're doing this role play, and she goes, excuse me for a second, can I give you some negative feedback? <laughs> and my son is like, um, no, that's not how we do it. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, can I just give you some negative feedback here for a minute? Um, yeah, but that, yeah, so that, that is...
0: It's really a key here is to unhook the negativity from it. You know, it's like yeah. you think it's negative, you think it's bad, then you're creating bad, but there really is no negative feedback because if you're really interested in being a genius bar genius,
1: mm-hmm.
0: anything that I can offer you is positive feedback. Right. So.
1: Right. So, so that's like for weight that makes sense to me but like people might think okay so somebody has bad breath i mean i dated somebody mm-hmm. with terrible breath and i never mm-hmm. said a word this oh, was boy. probably 10 years ago and it was it was really difficult and i didn't know how to say it and mm-hmm. today i would say it i would definitely say something but yeah. um so when it's like breath maybe they're not even aware so probably how would not you, how would you say that how how would you put that
0: you know what, I love kissing you, and I have to say that there's something that's holding me a little bit back.
1: Mm. I love that.
0: Yeah. Perfect. It's just caring, yeah. you know. It's, it's
1: just right. It's loving, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. it's with positive intent, and yeah. you're stating attraction, Your you know, your desire. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a personal attack. It's like, boy, this would make me want to kiss you even more. And you know what? I mean,
0: people may have gum disease. We don't know. It's like this is something that, you know, really may require a periodontist. (laughs) So why why would we want to hold back our care?
1: Yeah, and it it can break up a relationship. A lot of people just won't even go on a second date because somebody's breath is so bad, and that could really have them miss out on an amazing opportunity. True. True. such a rich conversation, Karen. This has been wonderful, and I could definitely talk to you for a few more hours because I <laughs> love everything that you're doing. Um, tell our audience how they can find you, and I know you have a webinar coming up, so tell us about that. I do.
0: Thank you. So um, my website is called Uh You can find Love's Invisible Dance there. Uh, it's also available at Amazon. Uh, um, you can communicate with me, get on my mailing list, look at the coaching programs that I have. Uh, I'm starting a new one called The Art of Seeing. The, mm-hmm. um, the webinar is going to be on December 11th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And it's, uh, the webinar is called Creating Passion. And in this webinar I'm going to be revealing the only three commitments that you need to create a passionate enduring relationship uh, so um, I will have that on my website and um, I will be sending out some Facebook posts about it it, it hasn't really even been public yet until today really? so December 11th uh, it's a zoom webinar it's free and um, if you want to reach me if you haven't found a way to register contact me directly
1: Okay, awesome. So this will all be in the show notes. And if you're listening, go register for that webinar. It sounds amazing. It's free. It's juicy. It's fabulous. It'll help your relationships. And what could be bad about that? Great. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Karen, for, for being on my show today and for doing the beautiful work you do in the world.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sandy.
1: My pleasure. Um, And thanks, everybody, for joining today. And if you love our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps more people find us. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.